Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Week 5 podcast, high school football podcast. And we'd like to start by thanking our sponsors, uh, CNOS, uh, Sioux City Ford Lincoln, and Fairway Meat and Grocery across Siouxland. And uh, Mitch, so far um, some interesting results here across the Siouxland area for the first four weeks of the season. Um, some teams have overcome injuries. Uh, some teams are having a few right now. But uh, interesting to see kind of how everything is kind of shaken out so far this season. Especially, too, because you kind of get into district play now. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. first four games are kind of like uh, feeler games. You play some teams out of conference, um, mm-hmm. some teams in you know, even different classes. Uh, but, but now is right when it starts to, to really get into the thick of it. You, you kind of find out what your team's made of how they're going to stack you know, in district play and, and kind of get a feel for is this a team that's going to make a push for the playoffs, is this a team that's going to make a deep run, or is this a team that's going to bow out early. And I think a lot of teams are, are going to find themselves within these first two to three district games. Um, but starting off, you know, there's, there's a couple games and a couple teams you know, that we're going to keep our eyes on for this week and some, some really interesting matchups, some really good matchups uh, for getting into – to week five, used like last week, there was just a couple. Yeah. Um, this week, they're they're starting to get more and more interesting. And you know, whenever you put a, a, a feel on it, to this is right when the the playoff push starts to happen for a lot of these teams, where games um, that are won and lost in weeks five, six, and seven, you know, ultimately can knock a team out of the playoffs yeah. or get them in that little uh, playoff push. So, should be interesting. We'll start over in uh, South Sioux City. So far. Um, Dickerson's got those those Cardinals at at four and zero, uh, and I, I didn't see it coming. Um, maybe I should have, you know, paid a little bit more attention when we went to those practices and just saw the work that a lot of those guys have put in. Um, offensive line's done an incredible job uh, blocking for Tony Palmer, and you know his stats have speak for themselves. Uh, you know, DJ at quarterbacks, I thought's done a really good job. Uh, they're going to get their biggest test, and uh, we say this a lot, but they're definitely going to get their biggest test this week as Millard West comes to town. Uh, they have a 3-1 and one record. Their only loss is to undefeated Millard South by one point. One point. Yeah. Um, is a team that when you look at just the their classification, um, in the same class, but I, I feel almost that they're in a separate classes just because in um, they go by classification with boys enrolled in, right. the, in the upper grades. Uh, Millard West is almost legitly double the size of South Sioux City. So it's uh, something that we talked to Coach Dickerson about, and he's like, hey, they're, they're physical. They're big mm-hmm. um, up front. This is going to be the, one of the toughest tests we had. Um, and then they just got to do everything right on their side of the ball uh, to come away with a victory. But I, I, I'm excited to see the, the growth. There's a lot of uh, buzz around Palmer, as there should be. Taking visits to, I believe, Iowa State, Iowa, and Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- a game against a defense like this with a front as big as they are with some big-name guys that are going to be going D1 as well on that Miller West team. If you can show out in week five what you've been doing in the first four weeks, um, and not that you don't already have a believer out of us, but you'll definitely have a believer out of a lot more schools. Um, and it'll be interesting to see because I think Miller West is uh, – for, for South Sioux, at least, is kind of where they sit measurement-wise. Even if they are to play a close, contented game with Millard West, 
they know that, hey, we can hang with pretty much anyone yeah. when it comes playoff time. Um, and mm-hmm. especially if they're mm-hmm. able to get a, a victory at home, then all of a sudden your confidence has to be through the roof. We, we can – last year the teams were running over us. I believe last year's game with Millard West, they won 68 to nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're hanging with the team or you're beating the team that last year took you out of the – off mm-hmm. the field and embarrassed you. Uh, the, the strides that they made from one year to the year after is crazy. And to think that they still have their two key players next year, too, because both those guys yeah, are only juniors. juniors yeah. uh, the, the growth of that program is going to be incredible. Um, I think they're probably going to, with the storms, um, a lot of these teams are moving their games up. So that game might get moved up from 7 to probably like 5.30. But we'll, we'll check and we'll definitely repost uh, that on Twitter if anything does yeah. come up. But uh, Marty, I'm telling you, of, of all the games, this is the game I looked on the calendar and I circled. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. if South Sioux starts off really hot, that's a game I want to watch. And even if they didn't start off hot, that's a game where you're like, okay, these it's like the Goliath. This is the, yeah. the cream of the crop coming up from Omaha to come play mm-hmm. you at home. You get to watch the, the game there. I'd love to go watch a game at Miller yeah. West or student yeah. section. is unbelievable. But it's a game that you get to kind of do a little bit of an eye test for South Sioux City. I think they're going to be up for the challenge. And I look for, for Tony Palmer to keep keep those wheels churning. And, you know, if they keen on him, you got DJ with a good arm and can escape the pocket, and he's got receivers out on the outside. So watch this be a, a, a nice, close, contested game over in South Sioux City coming up uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree with you, Mitch. And, you know, I'd like to congratulate the South Sioux City staff, uh, coaching staff. I think they've just done an incredible job this year, um, not getting the right people on the bus, but – getting them in the right positions as well and they've responded so they come into this contest with confidence um a huge part of winning is confidence and believing in your ability to do so and uh, i i'm looking forward to the outcome of this game it's it will you'll know after two quarters what's going on over in south sioux city so um look forward to the outcome there and uh next team uh we wanted to visit about uh, Rems and St. Mary's, Mitch. I'll let you take it over from there. You know, they, they graduate one of their best classes in all sports mm-hmm. last year um, and capped it off with a state baseball championship. And I, I had some question marks going into this year for, for Rems. I knew the, the culture there for the, the eight-man and the schemes and everything that they run. <clears throat> I knew that was going to be there. But what players were going to stand out coming up? Their junior class – it is incredible. Uh, you know, you talk about Landon Walshmitt, who is kind of uh, a ground and air guy for them. Their quarterback, but also has the leading rush yards. Um, Braxton Knight, uh, leading receiver. And then, um, you know, Brady Worth, all juniors on that class for leading and statistical for um, stats on the season so far. Go over to Newell Fonda, a team that's normally – in the hunt are in the mix for mm-hmm. you know a lot of different things in eight man whether it's football basketball uh baseball they're always in, in uh, that realm last year remsen really took a two and one 61 to 13 this game this year is going to be a little closer remsen does kind of stumble into this one or uh new fonda kind of does stumble in this one losing to harris lake park uh last week 26 to 18 a team that remsen came out and beat uh 28 to 7 and you look at some of the guy, the, the familiar faces, um, both losses for 
Newell Fonda are both wins for Remsen St. Mary's and both wins by a good amount. I mean, lost to West Bend Mallard 44-16. Remsen turns around and beats them two weeks later, 34-18. to So yeah. Remsen's been able to do it um, exceptionally well offensively, but their defense, Marty, seven points, 18 points, shut out seven points. This defense is playing lights out. They're, they're not letting – I mean, it's a shortened up field – they're not letting guys drive down the field and score, putting them into third and fourth and long and, and forcing uh, turnovers and then being opportunistic on the offensive side. Uh, this this is, a, I think, almost a better defensive unit for the first four games than we saw from that Remsen team last year. Last year a yeah, team that I went agree. on to win the state yeah. title. So right. um, I think they're in, they're in good shape. You know, you look at the, the stats, you know, passing yards are pretty much dead even. You go to rushing attempts – uh, on the the season, and Remsen doesn't have as many rushing yards, um, but has about a third fewer attempts uh, on there. But it's going to be Newell Fonda team that's going to kind of slow the game up, but that wants to score some points as as quickly as they can. Um, they've thrown about the same amount of passes completed for the same amount of yards, uh, and the the only thing through the air, Newell Fonda does get kind of pick happy through four touchdowns, does have four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Is that Remsen defense going to be opportunistic if Newell Fonda is forced to pass to force a turnover and keep that uh, defense uh, eaten? I'm telling you what, for eight man, for you to hold a team to around a seven That's or a one touchdown yeah. average is That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Um, just how fast paced the game goes, and yeah. you know, you you blink or you miss one block, um, and yeah. it's kind of the same way with with multiple. Uh, all facets of football, but you know a lot less players in the field. Where if you miss your assignment, that guy's gone for yeah, for gone. six the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 really interesting that their defense has been able to hold true and play extremely well for the first four weeks. Um, and I, I look forward to it uh, to keep happening. And it's going to be a good one for for Remsen. It's you know you talk about all these games. Uh, it's right around the homecoming time for, for a lot of these teams. So yeah. uh, you got to be careful that you're not overlooking, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking forward to, to your homecoming. Or if your homecoming was last week, being like, how awesome was that mm-hmm. homecoming game? And then all of a sudden you, you fall to this one. Because uh, I think the a, a good thing for Newell Fonda is to catch Rems and Samary sleeping and be able to, to come out with a win. Um, you know, their lowest point total just came last week for – uh, Rems and St. Mary's for the Hawks. Uh, they won 12-7, to so a very mm-hmm. low-scoring game, especially for Aitman. That's extremely low-scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they came off a, you know, a little bit sluggish against a really good Boyer Valley team. Uh, can Newell Fonda go into the, the film room, look and see what they can take away from what Boyer Valley did really well to slow down this offense? And, you know, we're going to have a battle on our hands. I think it's going to be a low-scoring uh, eight-man game, uh, probably in like the 20s or so. Uh, look for Remsen to kind of pull away late, but it's going to be a really good defensive battle for at least the first two quarters, and should be a really good one down there uh, at Newell Fonda. Yeah, we'll look forward to uh, the outcome there. And, you know, I'd just like to add that, you know, mo- most impressively is I'd just like to kind of reiterate what you said is the defense for the Hawks has just been simply really good. And th- there's been – very little drop off from last year too, so almost improvement. Yeah, which yeah, almost crazy. improvement. Yeah, which is you know I wasn't really expecting it, um, but yeah, that class of athletes last year's graduating seniors and this year's seniors are they've got some really good athletes in there. So 
Uh, congratulations to them, and we'll check in on that one next week. Uh, next up here, uh, I'll let you kind of lead into it. Yes, uh, a, a really good matchup of two top 10 ranked teams, uh, Central Line Georgia Little Rock against Cherokee, Washington. Uh, the Braves did lose their first game of the year uh, in, a, in a heartbreaker against Western Christian, a really good Western Christian they team. They are good, yeah. Uh, that was a really good uh, football game played last Friday. Uh, and they, so they come into three and one. Uh, Central Line George Little Rock hasn't really even sneezed at yeah. anyone on their schedule. Um, no. no one's given them a hiccup, nothing like that. Um, rolled over Emmitsburg, rolled over MOC, beat West Sioux, and then uh, just uh, kind of beat up on a, a, I think a pretty good Sheldon team. Mm-hmm. This team's just so diverse on the offensive side of the ball. It's so hard to game plan against because they literally switch out who can play quarterback and who plays receiver or running back. Yeah. And they're multi, all their athletes on the offensive side of the ball are so multidimensional that it's like, it's impossible to game plan for. And I thought looking at it last year, I was like, okay, Lutmer is a, is a gamer uh, yeah. of his own. He's a, he's just a literally like video game type. Like he gets in the pocket, be able to get out. And then you'd have Vanderzee open down the field because yeah. everyone comes up and he's just able to air it out this year. It's, Vanders, he can pass, he can catch, he can run. Then you have Eben, who can pass, catch, yeah. and run. You know, Isaiah Johnson's done a really good job. The the, the senior class that they have this year, um, I'm not going to say that the, the juniors and anyone next year aren't um, to that mode. But for anyone to repeat, uh, Central Line has a really good chance to, to do so. Um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be challenged. Uh, Jackson uh, Paulstra, uh, a sophomore who's – done a really good job Cherokee Washington yeah. uh, as a quarterback he's 287 yards to the air and four touchdowns but ran for 568 yards and eight touchdowns definitely more dynamic on the ground yeah this is a team that in four games Marty has rushed for 1500 yards <laughs> like yeah. they are definitely a ground and pound unit only thrown for 310 but they are just going to line it up and be like okay go ahead and stop us I think the linebacking core for Central Lion and then the deep safeties yeah. are going to be very important yeah, in stopping will. the yeah. run for Cherokee Washington. Yeah. This game's got a lot of uh, kind of the, the same thing that we talked about with the Remsen Newell Fonda game written all over it of a, a team that just just came off of a loss, is hungry. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's Cherokee Washington's homecoming as yes, well. So yeah. uh, a lot to play for. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, in the last year, uh, it, Central Line came out and just kind of opened it up and, and never looked back, winning forty-three to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, I think, a little bit closer. You know, this is probably might be the closest game they've played so far. With, I think, the closest game they played was a thirty-five points, yeah, or, or so. So yeah. definitely going to be a little bit closer with this one. Like I said, a match of two top-ranked teams in the top ten in, in their respected class. So it should be a really good one. I'm just, I don't I haven't seen anyone yet slow down the offense of Central Lion. And until I see that, yeah, I, I won't pick against them. I just can't do yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of singing the same song as you, and I just you look back now. I think I believe they've won 17 games in a row now, um, Central Lions. So, I mean, they they got it rolling, um, extremely confident, and uh, like you say, the parts are interchangeable offensively for them. So, um, they got a lot of good good things happening on offense. And it's not just a one-man show. It's spread out a little bit amongst four, five, six athletes. And uh, I think that uh, you made a good 
made a good note as far as the linebacking crew uh, for Central Line, George Little Rock. I think they'll be really active tomorrow night and uh, have a lot to do with them winning on the road here uh, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely going to have to. It's a there's a ton of rushing yards, you know, even just to average uh, in through four games, fifteen hundreds a ton. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I mean, you're sitting just under four hundred a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. And you know what? What better way than to run it for three straight downs, get a first, and keep. Um, you're not obviously because Randerzy and and even and all those guys play on the defensive side of the ball. But what better way to keep the score low than to keep that offense off the field? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be this the, the key for Cherokee Washington. Um, don't be surprised if you Central Line wins the opening uh, the tip and takes the kickoff and wants to play on offense and get yeah. on the board right away. Right. Um, and, and just be like, all right, we're this is the game we're going to play. We're going to play to our tempo. We're going to run this this score up and good luck catching up. Yeah. Um, but it should be a really good one. Um, it, it, well, we talked we talked about it earlier in the the podcast. Field conditions might not be the best yeah. if it's going to be right. rainy and you're yeah. going to play more of a grinded out game. That definitely uh, poses a threat to how Central Line wants to run their offense, and it goes right into the 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 hands of how uh, Cherokee Washington wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. They want to you know muddy it up, play you know a game in the trenches, and just really lean on you to where if it's close in the third and fourth quarter, your D-line's tired, and they can just keep pushing the ball down the field. So, um, you know, I not something that we like to talk about a ton because we want the weather conditions to be perfect because we want the team that yeah. yeah. should win to win every time. But this is one of those games where weather conditions kind of might play yeah. into a little bit of a factor yeah. come tomorrow. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to move their game up or not, but it should be definitely interesting. Yeah, it will be, um, which leads us into our next contest. Uh, one of my surprise teams over the winter was Bishop Heelan, and they're 4-0, and they haven't done anything to prove me wrong yet. Um, I like I like the way they're going about winning. At the beginning of the year, let me rewind a little bit. I before you know before game week, um, they had the the unfortunate injury to Isaiah Favors at running back, and I was kind of concerned. But they've had some kids here uh, really step up in the running game. Um, one being Ricky Foto, um, senior running back, 333 yards, six six touchdowns. Uh, Sir Brandon Watts, uh, senior, 157 uh, yards on the ground, averaging 10.5 yards a carry. And, you know, steady Eddie for me is senior quarterback Quinn Olson. Um, one thing he hasn't been asked to do, they've been effective on the ground game, but they're playing better defense this year, which has helped too. But he is extremely efficient on offense. He's 24 for 38 passing, and his completion percentage has gone up almost 11% and sits at 63% right now, 412 yards through four games, uh, eight touchdowns, and most importantly, zero interceptions. So they're taking care of the ball, Mitch. And that's going to be huge because you go to the other side, and it's a really good Sioux Center team um, that lost their opening game. Uh, to West Lion, a really good West Lion yeah. team uh, that's thrown for right about the same amount of yards, but almost doubled Heelan in pass attempts. Uh, so six touchdowns to eight touchdowns, like you mentioned. Heelan has two more touchdowns through the air. Um, you, you always talk about this quarterback rating. 
um, and 154.3 QBR yeah. Yeah, for cool. Quinn Olson. I mean, on the other side, uh, Brody Van Regenmorder has 105.2 yeah. QBR, which isn't bad at all. No. But just the the steps that you said um, in the offseason that Heelan had to make, had to be better defensively stopping um, stopping people from being able to sustain drives because they were in a lot of games last year. They just kind of lost towards the end of the yeah. game. Yeah. So check they've done that yeah offensively you need to extend drives and you know honestly i think uh, with isaiah favors healthy they'd be able to extend even some more drives than what they've had yeah. but you talked about ricky photo and sir brandon watts coming in and helping out the this offensive line mm-hmm. where um you don't have to just sit back and wait for the pass because they can actually run the ball yeah. uh, effectively and you have guys on the outside like you know sabanos that help quinn out you have Cannon Bork. Tied um, in, yeah. You know, you have a lot of different receivers that are able to spread it out for this offense. And they've effectively been able to move the ball downfield. And this is kind of starting to feel like uh, the, the the healings of like the 2010s. Um, yeah. you know, not, as, not as dominant. You had, you had right. some really, really good yeah. athletes on that team. But starting off 4-0, the glimpses of maybe turning to 5-0. And you look at their schedule and you go, I could ha- easily favor them on the rest of their games. Yeah. Yeah. Until they get into to playoff time, there was a question that was asked uh, earlier: Is this uh, is, 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 is healing back? back? Yeah, I wasn't confident going into the the East game uh, if they were back or not. They won the game. They won, uh, you know, playing healing football. Yeah. And they go into a game where they should win against Sioux City West, handle business there. I can confidently sit here and say that I do think healing is back to a winning yeah. tradition yeah. not back to where they they were winning you know state titles and, yeah. you know yeah. um just really dominating teams the only teams that really stuck out and, and put their nose in was like a harlan mm-hmm. but this team is is back to where if you're in the district play with them you circle that game because hey we need to knock healing off because if not we're going to we're going over to memorial field to play a playoff game and it's not going to look too hot for us yeah that, that's a great point that you make mitch and another thing i would chime into that too is um you know you're talking about when that worm turned this year and i just they're they're getting more snaps on offense last year defense was on the field so much that they lack possessions and just that that flip of the switch right there they're dictating tempo to teams this year, whereas last year they were not. Um, so, you know, when you mix in the senior leadership, hell of a coaching staff, and that's a good good ingredients for, for winning football. Should be an interesting one on Friday, too, because you talk about on the other side, Sioux Center has a good quarterback in Brody Van Regenmorder who's thrown for six touchdowns, no interceptions, neither right. of these quarterbacks turn the ball yeah, over. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so defense might come to play uh, – Running rushing attempts three three thirty three for photo three sixty one for uh, cameraman and four touchdowns uh, for for cameraman as well. They they look pretty similar on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Like I said, they pass for I think seven yards apart four twelve to four nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing Heelan has a bit of the advantage, you know, with uh, with Quinn taking off a little bit. Um, so you have your backups in the backfield behind photo with Sir Brandon Watts. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that That's one thing I failed to mention was how much of a hand Quinn Olsen has had in the running game too as well. So you got a dual threat kid back there and, you know, defenses need to decide, okay, are we coming up? Are we sitting back? And he's been able to take advantage of that. Well, and that's the thing too is you, you look at it 
uh, how effective he's been. You said he was about 63%. 60s. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get into the, to the high 60 percentile, and then you go with their rushing attempts and rushing yards. They're running at 8.5 yards a carry. Yeah. No yeah. matter who touches the ball. That'll move um, the chains, my man. That To me, that helps out Quinn passing so much yeah. because you have to bring another guy or two mm-hmm. down into the box to slow up the run. And these receivers, you know, even like they're, they're I wouldn't say they're shorter ones, but like even they're smaller receivers because they have size out on the outside as well. Yeah. But their shorter receivers are good route runners. They're quick. Yeah. If you know, and so far the through the first four games, the offensive play calling has fit into Quinn Olson's repertoire really well. Yeah. And this team's just effectively cooking on offense. I haven't seen a hole in the armor yet, and until someone finds it and exposes it, I think Helan keeps keeps running the table. I yeah. think they got they got a solid team. Yeah. Um, you talked about it earlier, the, the, your surprise team of this year. For me, as a good surprise of a team that's sitting undefeated, I would put them up there with South Sioux City on teams yeah, where I thought by now you'd probably get maybe one loss. I'm not saying yeah. that they were going to go you know, over, yeah. but I would have fe- figured one of these teams would have had a one loss by now. But credit to both coaching staffs. They've done a great job putting yeah. the game plan together. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully those, those two teams we talked about next week are fi- both 5-0. and yeah, exactly. And one other quick note as far as uh, the Sioux Center roster goes, uh, senior tight end Carson Broom, um, yeah. 117 yards, three touchdowns receiving, is a University of Kansas football commit. So Rock-chock. anxious to see uh, how that's, that's a That's a matchup even, nightmare. Yeah, Any, anytime yeah. you get a, a good tight end, it's a matchup nightmare because in college you always run them with the, the linebackers. But, you know, in, in high school – you have you have to run them with a linebacker because that's the yeah. only guy big enough to play yeah. the position. Because those corners, you know, as athletic as they can be, no, it's just a jump ball situation. No one's yeah. no one's yeah. Uh, you know strong enough to to be able to go through a box out of a tight end, and especially if Sioux Center uses them, I don't think they've utilized him uh, enough yeah. in, in their passing game. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is the game that they switch it on and and they find a, a hole in Heelan's defense. It's going to be. Uh, important for them to, to be able to stop because they also have Van Beek, a senior uh, receiver on the outside too, that has six catches for 173 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. So, yeah. you know, you can't just put your best defender uh, on the tight end because there are some other guys out in space that are able to make plays. It should be a, I think it's going to be a fun high scoring game, high game. Uh, yeah. in Sioux Center. You know, it's played at Dort's Field. It's, it's going to have kind of that, that, Dort Northwestern Dort Morningside kind of feel to it, yeah. you know, where yeah. where Dort's more competitive now in the G Pack. Should be a really, really interesting game. Uh, home, like I said, homecoming for yeah, Sioux Center. Fun environment. Um, mm-hmm. Should be should be a good one up there. Um, but I'm I mean I'm excited for for this week of football. Kind of get yeah. the the football weather back too. Um, yeah, it's not as hot. It's oh, you know some rainy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Conditions kind of get that. Uh, mm-hmm. I like playing when you see teams play on grass fields and you got the mud all over the jerseys. Yeah, just that kind of yeah. that feeling of the Friday night lights. They'll be um, back and good to go. And you know, I'm excited for for this week of football. Yeah, me too, Mitch. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, uh, CNOS, Sioux City Ford Lincoln, and our friends from Fairway Meat and Grocery. Uh, that's week five from us preview, and uh, we'll talk at you next week for week six.